Well, welcome back, everyone. We are looking forward to this, our third podcast in the series focusing on the 2020 Finance and Operations Report. We are once again joined by GGA Partners Derek Johnston and RSM's Phil Newman. Um, They're back with us today. And we are diving into the metrics category of operations in our conversation today. So Derek, I'm going to start with you. Um, did anything jump out at you in the operations section that you want to, you want to dive into today? Um, thanks, Kyle. Uh, nice to be back with you. Um, nice to be joined by Mr. Newman as well. Um, enjoying these podcasts here. Um, in terms of something that jumped out from an operations standpoint, um, you know, I, I think similarly to some of the other sections, um, re- relatively positive um, indicators here. Um, you know, there's significant growth um, in operating revenue, um, which, you know, I, I don't think is any surprise. You know, we're looking at data from 2018 to 2019, um, which were, were pretty good years for clubs. Um, obviously, it'll be interesting to see how that um, changes and shifts um, in, the, in the next couple of years with what's going on um, in the pandemic. Um, but no, I, the first thing that just jumped out was it's, it's reasonably positive. Um, but also, you know, when you look at um, gross profit metrics, if you're looking at the executive summary of the FNL report under operations, there's operating revenue, um, growth in operating revenue expressed as a percentage, um, operating income, and then you've got your gross profit percentages, food, beverage, and golf. Um, they're pretty consistent. Um, and I think even if I go back two, three, four, five years or, or longer, they've all remained relatively consistent year over year over year. There's obviously fluctuations between club type and club size, revenue size um, and the like, but it's all been relatively consistent, which was another thing that kind of jumped out at me um, and quite consistent with a lot of the, the internal data and, and metrics that we track. Um, but uh, yeah, just, my, my initial thoughts anyway, um, pretty positive and, and relatively consistent on the gross profit side of things. Fabulous. That's always good to hear, right? We like consistency and we like positivity. Um, Phil, do you, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, if you like positivity, I really don't know why you invited me to these webcasts, <laughs> um, but um, probably because Derek's, Derek's here. So We I also like, like a healthy dose of sarcasm here too, so you're welcome. It's fine. Oh. Okay, I'll see what I, I'll see what I can do. Be careful what you wish for. Um, now, you know, Derek makes an excellent point, Derek. You know that, that to be honest with you, as I flick through this and look at this again, it is staggeringly consistent. Once you get to the higher, the larger clubs, uh, revenue growth. You know, starting with the largest segment, four point two percent, then four point eight percent, four point three percent. You know, that that's just phenomenal. And as you would expect, you get to the smaller clubs, the less than three and a half million dollars of revenue. It's kind of hard to move those percentages when you're dealing with smaller numbers. So one, but but still, 1.7, almost 2% uh, operating growth is is just great. Um, so I, I would agree with you. That that's those are very positive things. I hope we we you know we we see um, um, you know see that again when things get uh, and as we we talked about, I think in the in the very first uh, podcast um, on, on the FNO report, you know. It's going to be important to look at this when we get back to that sense of normal uh, and see what what kind of growth, you know, percentages can we expect. Now, we all know what we've been hearing, and I think Derek, you and I have been seeing. I'm sure you know, Melissa and Kyle, you've been seeing it from your members. We've been seeing it from our clients. You know, 
to be facetious, but COVID best thing for golf since Tiger Woods first came on the scene, right? You know, and, and that's been the member, the stories we're hearing about membership levels, waitlist to get in, or, you know, not that obviously all drives revenue. So it will be interesting to see, you know, how that, how that falls out. But, but I agree with, agree with Derek, um, you know, very, very, very positive um, from an operating perspective, and and again, you know, huge amounts of data in here for for the uh, for the club managers and department heads to to go through. Yeah, and, and Phil, I'd even I'd add, you know, something that that also jumped out um, as you were talking. It you reminded me, um, you know, when you look at the median growth in annual dues, um, I think overall it was three point four percent. And when you look at the overall growth in operating revenues, it was 4.1% on an overall basis. So there's there's a spread there too, right? The growth in operating revenue wasn't purely driven from a dues perspective. Um, so there's it's it, it's it's pretty interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that obviously changes um, through the pandemic. Um, and yeah, and that's you know, and it's funny because I think some of that 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 data and again back to our whole concept of overlapping the buckets right you know um i think our membership uh infographic actually gives that um, and i'm just looking at the the 3.5 million dollar revenue one gives that stat in in the membership bucket right 45.1 percent of the revenue came from membership dues but that again is uh, as you said Derek, that that has to move significantly with covid um not necessarily because dues are going up, but because everything else is coming down, um, <laughs> if members can't actually use their club. And what we have seen, you know, operating a lot in that Sunbelt, uh, you know, uh, market where we have a lot of very seasonal clubs and the reliance on dues in that market tends to be a lot higher. And, and you get that sense in the F&O report if you look at the CIRA data, which obviously, as we talked about, tends to be more um, Sunbelt clubs. So that we said, I think overall for all clubs, that percentage of due, percentage of revenue operating revenue from dues is forty eight percent. For Sears, it's fifty five and a half percent. So again, knowing that, and again, a lot of my clients came out pretty well um, from COVID because the it was more built into the dues. So they still had to find a way to keep the members happy when they couldn't use the facilities. But that revenue, and again, a lot of our clubs build dues at the beginning of the year, so they had the cash. Um, so, so it's kind of interesting to to look at that and, and see how that um, you know how that, that comes into play through COVID. And when we look at the 2021, I guess uh, FNO report, um, it'll be fascinating to see how that you know how that comes through in terms of operations. Absolutely. So, is there any other guidance that either of you uh, would like to share with our listeners about how they should consider? Um, rather what they should consider when looking at the operations data and then how they should consider putting that to best use in their clubs. Well, Phil, I'll, I'll take a first swing um, and, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see where we can get to. I, I, I mean, pretty consistent with, with the capital and even some of our comments in the intro. Um, I think it's, it's a really good baseline understanding um, to be able to line up your specific performance with the data from the, um, I guess, bucket of, of club type and operating revenue that aligns most closely with your club to, to ultimately see how you're doing. I think it gives you a weather vane idea of performance against you know, comparable clubs. Um, obviously not to make decisions off of, um, but certainly to help identify some potential strengths in your operation and some potential weaknesses. Um, 
I mean, I would also encourage you when you're thinking about operations, something that's always really helpful. And you know, it, it's probably true across every every um, area that we're talking through and, and every metric in general, but make sure you're looking at, at the trend. Make sure you're looking at your, your five-year CAGR um, to see how things are moving. Um, you know, oftentimes, especially we find in the operational metrics, um, trend is, is one of the, the best indicators of, of where you're headed next. Now, obviously, with the pandemic um, currently in place, I, I, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to hold, hold true going forward, but um, time will tell. Yeah, I think great, great point, Derek, on, on trying to look at the time, uh, the, the time sequencing, if you will, of the data. Um, very important. I think, I think from operations perspective, this is this is possibly when you really want to get into the filtering tool um, to to try and whittle that down to to a set of clubs that that you know. Again, we don't know what clubs strategic are strategically uh, are looking to do. We understand that, but at least from the pure black and white of the numbers to try and filter down to to that. I think that's that's really that's probably what I would do when I was trying to get into the operational data. And I would also do my best to avoid studying things that um, aren't important. Okay, we've got all sorts of stuff and there are things that are gonna be important to your club that are not important to the club next door, but they're in here because they're important to somebody. <laughs> um, so, so don't focus on stuff that either you can't change or isn't really important to your club if you've got 150 things to deal with before that point. Um, that would be what I would suggest, Kyle, from an operational perspective. Oh, thank you. That I mean, I think that that very succinctly uh, <laughs> sums up um, what's what's most important to take away from from that. But I think you hit the nail on the head there with the uh, don't pay attention to what's not important because I think. I mean, and this can be life advice for us all as well, right? It's easy to get distracted. Um, analysis paralysis in, um, for certain, but uh, to, to focus really on what is relevant to you in your situation. So again, going back to context, I think we've hit on context very heavily over the last several conversations we've had. Um, but thank you. Thank you both for joining us again. And uh, we look forward to joining you again next week when we jump in our conversation about membership. So thank you both. And we look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Derek.